What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever City Radio Podcast. That's right, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of Detroit City FC, and right now we're joined by the CEO of Detroit City FC. He is Sean Mann, and Sean, we are live at the Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of Detroit City FC. That's a lot of corporate plugs, but hey, that's good, right? Yeah, no, you're knocking it out of the park. <laughs> get things started here. <laughs> well, I, I like to cover all the bases to get things yeah. started, and, and then and then kind of we go from there. But uh, we are live, I guess, recording live, and coming to you from Club Atlas. Uh, they're eating their meal right here in Motor City Casino Hotel right now, and uh, we'll be joined by uh, some of the folks that are involved with Club Atlas as we get ready to go for the friendly, the international friendly, brought to you by DTE Energy coming up at Keyword Stadium on Saturday. But, Sean, I mean, let, let's just dive right in. Let, let's get into that. Why international friendlies? Why do you bring in the biggest clubs in Mexico, Liga MX, with Atlas? Uh, and, and let's be honest, too, and this is something we'll talk about the Atlas people with, is Liga MX's profile continues to raise in America a, a national TV deal here in the United States. Why does it make sense? Yeah, um, so I think this is, uh, what are we at? Uh, gosh, a lot. This is bad radio. I think we're at eight <laughs> international friendlies now, and uh, you know they've um, been strategic. And, you know, I'd say to the best of our ability. Uh, and you know, I, we've definitely passed on opportunities that just didn't make sense um, from a financial perspective, but also from like our you know brand uh, perspective as well. And uh, you know, we had great success last year uh, bringing in the Coxa uh, here. Uh, earlier this year, we had Juarez, uh, which was a really kind of screwy story, but it ended up being a great match, uh, one of the best DCFC goals I've ever seen. And, uh, and now we have Atlas here. And, uh, you know, a large part of the Liga MX teams, it's, you know, we have, um, you know, a large Mexican-American population here in Detroit that, you know, I think is often overlooked um, and certainly not engaged in a lot of, you know, meaningful type way. And so for us, you know, if we're really going to be, Detroit's team playing, you know, the world sport, um, you know, it would be a crying shame if we weren't doing, a, you know, um, legitimate outreach to that community. And so, you know, we've used these matches um, as a way to give us an excuse to knock on a lot of doors uh, in Southwest and across uh, the Latino community here in Detroit. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not the only way we've been doing it, but it certainly helped us raise our profile, definitely. And, uh, you know, also we launched our select program, which is, you know, if not a majority, uh, significantly populated by young Latino youth here in Detroit. And uh, that piggybacked right off the Nacoxa match. So. Absolutely, which we'll touch on in just a couple of seconds. But, again, the uh, City Radio Podcast brought to you by Real Team Real Estate Range Lending as well. Just give me a couple seconds here and talk about Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. You can MIRealTeam.com. And the bottom line is they've been in business for five years. They're closing a lot of mortgage and real estate transactions. And the bottom line is this. They help me with my real estate transaction. They help me with my mortgage transaction. So go to mirealteam.com. Tell them Detroit City FC sent you. Support the organizations that support Detroit City. But but what about that? You, you talked about the Nacoxa match. And, and, Sean, that was the one thing to me that I still talk about to people when they ask about Detroit City. When Nacoxa came through, and I think we'll see this with Atlas, when Atlas comes through as well, is when Nacoxa came through, you would have thought the Beatles were in town after that match was over. I mean, you guys had to have the, the visiting locker room roped off. 
people were four, five, six people deep. They, to Nicox's credit, they signed every autograph. They post for every picture. And I, I don't know – and look, it, it's hard. The traditional media in this town, I don't think they quite understand the, the soccer lineage with everything that goes on because it's a very diverse population. Hamtramck, when you roll into Hamtramck, it says the world in two square miles, yeah. and that's what it is. But with Nacox, that really opened my eyes as, as a local Detroit sports fan to exactly what it is with soccer, with the world's game. I mean, these guys were rock stars. Yeah, I mean, I've lived in uh, southwest Detroit for the last decade um, on board for several years, Clark Park uh, Coalition, which is one of the main grassroots uh, community recreational programs there and uh, you know one thing that's uh, notorious and even working in politics in southwest Detroit is um, the Latino community for a lot of good reasons you know uh, has not does not leave naturally or instinctively that neighborhood certainly uh, first generation folks um, because there's a network there and it's, there's security and uh, you know there's a lot of outside threats uh, to that community and so um, you know a lot of entities have probably I think tried to do events that attract that crowd and bring them out of the community. And so I, I think that was a challenge, uh, hosting games in Hamtramck. Uh, we saw that even at Cast Tech, um, even though, you know, Cast Tech is really kind of on the fringe of Southwest. But, um, yeah, I mean, we did not sell a lot of tickets for Nakonxa. And then of uh, the morning of the match, you know, I'm sweating bullets the morning of the match. and uh, They mobilized. You know, uh, yeah, we, we did an outreach event in Clark Park. Um, you know, uh, we leaned on Clark Park to help us get the word out. Um, and it was a Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning at like 10 a.m. Really not anticipating anybody showing up to it. I'm driving the some of the top players, uh, Victor Alvarado and a bunch of the other guys from Nakonxa who were internationals. And uh, really looking to get embarrassed, and we roll up, and there was 400 people there, you know, <laughs> swarming the SUV as we pulled up. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I instantly called staff. I was like, you know, get ready for the biggest walk-up crowd we've ever had. And, um, you know, we saw that with Juarez, and hopefully we see that again in a couple nights with Atlas, um, you know, the community embracing that. And, and that certainly was the case. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Sean Mann, the CEO of Detroit City FC, Joining me, my name is Neil Rule, the play-by-play voice of Detroit City FC. Again, you're listening to the City Radio Podcast brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. We're recording live on-site at Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of Detroit City FC. Atlas, eating dinner. In yeah, the it's background. really You can hear it through the, yeah, through the no, mics we, right we now. Yeah, dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did, and we'll talk to a couple of the folks uh, from Atlas in just a little bit. But, Sean, you know, we, we spoke a little bit about the upcoming match with, Matt, with, with Atlas. When you look at what you guys have been doing in the Founders' Cup, and, and we'll rewind just a little bit and get you caught up with everything that's been going on. A, a beautiful start to Founders' Cup for you guys. And, uh, hey, you know, sitting at the top of the table right now, you got to like that. Yeah, I mean, we've been preparing for this all year. Um, you know, I don't want to say the NPSL season was kind of a prelude, but in a lot of ways, you know, our, our focus is on the Founders Cup. So, obviously, got a couple of great results to get things going. Um, you know, that Chattanooga match was electric. Um, I mean, that incredible. Yeah, that that was a, a very special night, and uh, you know, you just saw the soccer go up a different notch, uh, and that's what was really exciting. Uh, now, flip side is like. You know, Monday morning, you know, we hadn't had as many injuries as we <laughs> the most injuries we had in a long time. Like, guys were taking it seriously. Guys were getting knocked around. It, like, it was a different size, a different skill level than we'd been experiencing in the NPSL. And so, you know, super glad that we got the results both times so far. And, uh, you know, the guys are 
They're humming, and uh, you know, this is what we built for. And in reality, this is building up to 2020 when we're in NISA. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into NISA in just a little bit as well. But I, I did want to talk about the Founders Cup from the perspective of Trevor James and, and what he has brought to this club and, and in the future too. And, and guys, look, we're going to be banging this out throughout uh, throughout the Founders Cup season. And we'll be doing this. We'll be doing this live from the uh, from the city clubhouse as well. Uh, that's certainly something we'll get you guys all involved with, but happy to have you with us here on City Radio, the official Detroit City FC podcast. But Trevor James, what he has brought to the party, and this is something John Krieger and I talk about during the broadcast, it's a different animal. The adjustments in match, his philosophy, how he attacks, how, you know, take us inside. You know, we, we, we have this avenue right now to talk to the fans. Take us inside. Why Trevor's James? Why did he make sense? Yeah, I mean, um, what we were looking for when we were going through the coaching search, and I can't remember how many resumes and initial phone interviews I did, um, you know, it was pretty extensive. Ben gave us a heads up that, you know, he was uh, looking to take this position in the USL. So, um, you know, the ball was already in motion well, well on its way by the time he made his announcement. And, uh, yeah, we were looking for somebody that brought experience and would set a culture that us owners did not have experience with. Um, you know, I think we've ver worn various hats in our lives that we brought to DCFC, whether it's creative or community relations or, like, marketing, uh, organizational. But, like, on the soccer side of things, we certainly did not have that experience. And so that's what we place a great deal of value. And, you know, Trevor certainly has that experience, you know, 40-plus years at the highest levels of the game globally, uh, as well as the practical, like working at this level in the United States soccer as well, you know, that NASL, USL level. So, um, yeah, I mean, he uh, he's certainly established a culture, um, but us as an organization also, we're building towards, you know, it's not a knock on, you know, uh, prior coaching staff by any means. It was just a different certainly beast, yeah. right? Like, um, you know, before we were training at night, two or three nights a week, now we have the infrastructure with the field house and the expectations that we're training six days a week. Um, you know, it's a professional atmosphere. You know, we're feeding the guys twice a day. You know, we've got a nutritionist, cook, like, you know, we're pulling it all together. And so, you know, and guys are fighting for contracts. And so there's just a level of competition, you know, that you feel around the whole venue. Not that the guys don't get along with each other and it seems like, you know, there's very positive camaraderie. But, like, guys know that they're fighting for contracts. And, uh, you know, I'm not the type of owner or administrator who, like, goes to practice very often. I'm not, you know. You're not the Jerry Jones. You know, uh, I was about to say Jerry Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more you're, like, you're not hovering over. I'm more like. I a, want this guy. I want that guy. Yeah, I'm more like Mark Davis eyeing the uh, P.F. Chang. Of with, the a better hair, with a better haircut. Yeah, some days. <laughs> um, you know. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't go to practice very often. It's just. Uh, if I happen to be in Hamtramck between meetings, I'll pop in, and that's been like three or four times this year. But, you know, you do see the guys chirping at each other. You know, they're pushing each other. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think there's just a different tone around the players just because, you know, operating like a pro club and setting yourselves up for 2020. And that is the thing, Sean, that, that really anybody who's affiliated with the club, anyone who's a supporter with the club, that is something that, that really jumps out at you. I mean – the Estadio Cazteca and everything, that was fun. Those days were fun and all that kind of stuff. But when you boil all this down, 
guys are competing for contract. They're they're playing for money. Like they're they're playing for food. They're playing to eat. They're playing to keep playing soccer. And, and that is something that the Nisa Avenue allows you guys to do that has taken this to a professional level, that has taken this to a different level. And, and the guys here with Atlas, you know, they're, they're sitting here eating right now. Hey, don't get it twisted, man. These guys are playing for their life. They're, they're playing to keep playing and not get a real job. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, without a doubt. Um, it, you know, you look at the guys' social media profiles, which I know a lot of our fans uh, stock the guys, and, uh, you know, the first thing they describe themselves as a professional football player, you know, and that's their dream, and, you know, they're pursuing it. And uh, this is what they're focused on, you know. They show up at the field house, you know, 8.30, they have breakfast, they watch video, you know, they go train for a few hours, they do their physio, you know, and they have lunch, and then they hang around, they, you know, they do their cool downs, like, this is their job, you know, and uh, and that's their dream. And some of them want to play at higher levels, and you know, God bless. And hopefully, you know, DCFC sets them up to do that. Um, but a lot of them just want to have that reach that you know star of getting paid to play the sport of soccer. Sean Mann, the CEO of Detroit City FC, here on the City Radio Podcast, your official Detroit City FC podcast, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate. And Range Lending as well, your one-stop shop for all your real estate transactions. We'll talk about them in just a couple of minutes. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to be with you. We're live on site here at Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of Detroit City FC. And, and Sean, backing up to that, when you look at NISA, which is what will happen next season for Detroit City FC, and, and this is kind of a prelude as, as to how that's going to go down, when you look at NISA, and the affiliation with U.S. Soccer and the guys that you bring in, former MLS draft picks, of course, Bakey Goodman, Danny Deacon, those guys were all selected in the MLS draft. Uh, This is real life, as we talked about earlier. But you want that, right? You want these guys that are going to come in and go to that next level because if they go to the next level, that means they're having success. If they're having success, that means Detroit City's having success. Yeah, I mean, uh, with Trevor, I mean, he was a – scout for 20 to 30 years right and so you know hopefully he's finding those diamonds in the rough uh and guys who are going to exceed at dcfc and hopefully move on elsewhere uh you know given where we are in the landscape um i think we'll definitely have guys who stick around for several years you know because they love detroit and they love the experience of being here but you know i I have no delusions that like guys want to be playing at the highest level possible and you know that's not us right now in that sense but um yeah, uh, I mean, I have to say, like, Nisa, you know, obviously 2019 has been a wacky year, super draining. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, and I tried to, uh, you know, put a, uh, a veil over, I guess, uh, a positivity over, you know, how everything's played out. Uh, but I would say, like, where we've ended up is, um, you know, with Nisa, um, I guess I did not appreciate, and now I do have a great appreciation of, like, what that pro moniker means. Um, You know, it means a lot to the guys. It means a lot to the sponsors. It means a lot to, like, the broader community outside of Keyworth. The media in town, all that stuff, which we'll touch on in a couple seconds. But that's all part of the package. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, uh, it doesn't change who we are as a club. It doesn't change, like, leadership. It doesn't change our vision or trajectory or, like, you know, who we are. but it does have an impact on how people perceive us. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, frankly, we are in a niche. You know, we're in a niche of a niche sport in a town that's, like, entrenched legacy sports franchises that have been around for 80-plus years, 120 years with the Tigers. I mean, 
Fuck, uh, Michigan football's been around for, I forget what team we're on now, 160 or something yeah, like that, right? I think right? it's been about 1,000 years. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Like 30 since, right. you, you know, since they've won a Big Ten title or something <laughs> like that. I, I, that's, that's me, that's yeah, me talking, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Neil Rule talking, not Sean Mann. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Now, um, so, um, you know, that's what we're going up against. Like, that's uh, there's not a lot of error in the room. And, uh, you know, to be this kind of outcast um, and trying to have to spend – I'll have your breath or trying to articulate who you are and what you stand for. Um, you know, it's a bit exhausting and it sets us off on the wrong foot when we're trying to, you know, grow our reach. Um, and that's, you know, part of our goal, right, is to be Detroit soccer team. And, you know, we want to reach more people, you know, not only in the soccer community, but then people who, you know, um, aren't there yet. You know, I, there's a large segment of our fans who I joke, but the reality are they're not only not soccer fans, or at least they weren't, they weren't even sports people, right? Like they embraced and fell the in love. The community, of yeah, it. they fell in love with the community around the club, and that that's a dream come true. Um, so, you know, we're always looking to like, how do we keep bringing more people into that fold? Sean Mann joining us here, the CEO of Detroit City FC. My name is Neil Rule. This is a City Radio podcast brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, which which brings me to the next topic of discussion: NISA. And you guys will be in the mix next season, of course. Last week, coming off that win against the Philadelphia Fury, which was which was a great soccer match. There was a lot of energy, and and I will say this, Sean, and and you know this. I I call matches at all levels of, of American soccer, USL Championship, all the way down, in and between, everywhere, everything that's going on. I will put what happened in Keyworth last week against any. Thing that goes on in American soccer in terms of when you walk in, the juice that was in that building, the the edge that the players played with, the edge that the coaches coached with, all of those things. I will put that up against anything that, that I've seen certainly all season long. That was soccer at its finest. And, and to me, that was a 1-0 soccer match that, that you know, it, ebbs and flows and, and teams took control and lost control and another team took control and lost control. That was about as picture perfect of a 1-0 soccer match that, that I could prescribe to the casual sportsman that you talked about, the, the, the Detroit general sports fan that doesn't really know a lot about soccer, but maybe they checked that out. That was soccer at its finest, at a, at competitive wise. Yeah, I mean, the Philly match was fun, you know, but at its core it was still a friendly, right? Like, didn't uh, seem like a friendly at times. I would go <laughs> a couple weeks back, and I would say, to what you're describing, I think more of the Chattanooga match. No uh, question, yeah. right? Like that was tense. It was exciting. You know, it was back and forth. Guys were knocking each other around. You know, and there was know. juice. Yeah, um, and I think you know that to me is like what Nisa could be at its best, right? On a weekend weekend ba- basis, teams like. Detroit, Chattanooga, you know, we saw with Oakland this past weekend, like playing to like full houses, just a juiced atmosphere. And that's um, something really special. Now, obviously, it's the first time we've ever played Chattanooga competitively, so there's always something special about that. But you can sense that, you know, there's a lot of magic to be had between our two clubs and some other clubs, you know. And, and that's really, I think, you know, where Nisa has an opportunity to be something unique and special. Um, so, yeah, I. Yeah, there's been some good soccer played of late and uh, in an exciting atmosphere, um, and guys are taking it seriously. And, um, you know, there's not a whole lot more you can ask for. 
You're listening to the City Radio Podcast, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. We're recording live at the Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of Detroit City FC. Sean Mann, the CEO of Detroit City. My name is Neil Rule, the play-by-play voice of City. Happy to have you with us uh, wherever you're listening. And uh, right now you're getting it off the SoundCloud link. We're working on the whole iTunes page as well. That will be up very shortly as you're hearing this. I'm going to tell you this, it's probably up on your iPhone right now. Click subscribe, uh, rate, review, all that kind of stuff, man. Keep the train rolling. There's certainly no question about that. And, again, you know, support the companies that support Detroit City FC, uh, Real Team Real Estate, Range Lending, all that stuff. But, Sean, you know, the the whole NISA thing, the the international friendly, as, as we're sitting around Atlas having dinner right now here at Motor City Casino Hotel, Take us through that, the, the nuts and bolts of how a friendly works. How do, you, how do you get these clubs? Atlas plays in front of 50,000, 55,000, 60,000 fans. They're one of the, uh, the the top-notch clubs in Liga MX. Liga MX, you know, the, the national TV deal now with Fox Sports and everything that's going on in America. The ratings continue to jump. Take me through that. You guys had a Serie A team come through last year in, in, in Frozenone as well. Give me the nuts and bolts, man. Walk us through that. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, the friendlies are uh, exhausting. Uh, you know, they can be a bit of a drain. Uh, and they, they certainly tap a lot of our resources, both uh, financially, but I think even more importantly from, like, a staff perspective. You know, when these teams come in, it's all hands on deck. And, uh, you know, we recognize, and we see you see with the streaming numbers, like, the world's watching, right? And so... We want to put on the best show possible and represent the, the Detroit. The Juarez match topped out at 27,000 views, I believe, at one point. Right. I think was it St. Pauli or Frozenone got up to 60. Or maybe it was right. Nacoxa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just crazy numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. You know, and so, I mean, that's all we ever hope to do with this team is, like, show Detroit in a positive light, right? And uh, so, um, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on us. Um, you know, how do they come about, like, you know, the teams have their own agendas, like what they're hoping to accomplish. So everyone has slightly different angles. You know, we have our own agenda with each team, like what we're hoping to accomplish. Um, some of the matches have transpired because we reached out to them. Um, but quite a few have reached, uh, materialized because uh, there's like a third party, usually a, a player's agent who dabbles in kind of matches and helps make a connection or, you know, Sometimes they, we lean, lean on their credibility to help us connect with clubs we've always wanted to talk to. And um, so, I mean, these matches usually conversations start um, in the fall, certainly by beginning of the year, to line something up for the summertime. Um, and, uh, I mean, we've already had some conversations about next summer uh, with some European clubs. And uh, so a lot of goes so back. So Real Madrid's coming through Hamtramck next year, right? Something That's like what that. you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here first on right, the City right, Radio right. podcast. Every ticket costs $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get that $125 season De- ticket. DebtCityFC.com. Yeah. We can go ahead and buy those right now. Um, Just like Firefest. Yeah. We, we have, yes. <laughs> a cabana available for the match. <laughs> when the stadium only seats 8000 uh, the price point goes up pretty dramatically <laughs> to make some of those matches happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, there's – conversations that go on for months weeks leading up with their logistical their operations team uh atlas is traveling a nutritionist like these teams have very set menus um atlas is traveling with 38 um i think frozenoni was the largest ever we've seen they were at 45 um actually saint Pauli, because saint Pauli's unique club had a crazy entourage 
And I think by the time they were all said and done, probably had around 80 people here at Motor City Casino. Now, that included, like, the random bands and sponsors that travel with them. I mean, they, St. Paul is a whole... It's like Sean Mann coming through your town. Yeah. All the hangers on right. and all those stuff. The groupies, all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's It was a spectacle. Um and, and, you know, some of the clubs can be super low-key, and some clubs can be super demanding, and uh, and that's always just what keeps you on your toes, and that's kind of the stressful thing of, like, you know, wanting to be great hosts, but then also being realistic about, like, you know, what we can provide and what we can afford. But but backing it up and going through that, like, like you mentioned the fact that it, it forms through all different channels, right? There's, there, there's certainly different ways that come about. Like, a team like Frozenone that's – as I talked about during the broadcast, they roll into to Keyworth three weeks, four weeks. I don't remember the exact time frame, but they like they played Detroit City three or four weeks after that. They're squaring off against Ronaldo yeah. and Juventus. I mean, I, I I think sometimes Sean, in you know, I'm not I'm not going to put my industry on blast, you know, with 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 local media and all that kind of stuff. I think that's lost on a lot of people that three or four weeks after being at, at Keyworth Stadium. They play Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than that. How do you how do you pull that off as a team three, four, five years ago that was at Cast Tech High School? Yeah, yeah, I mean, shoot, Atlas will probably play any more Americans will watch Atlas this year than any MLS team, right? Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frozen Oni was really funny. Like they had booked like a two two and a half week training camp in Toronto, and for whatever reason, they reached out to us. Um, the Italian club um, in Windsor had engaged them and wanted them to come play in the area. And, like, we were really the only team in a position to play them. We were already playing in St. Pauli and Acoxa, and so, like, we really didn't have a budget or a bandwidth to take on a third international friendly in one summer, especially it was going to be early August, like, and we weren't going to have a team together. So, um, Frosinone's tour fell apart. They were supposed to play Toronto, Toronto bailed, even Toronto C2. So they basically just played closed-door matches for two, two and a half weeks against all these um, League One Ontario semi-pro teams. So the day before they fly out, they'd actually already announced they were going to play us. We hadn't even signed a contract. They posted on their social media. I, I saw that. And yeah. that's, when, that's when social media went nuts yeah, and all the fans like, got uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess like, you know, I guess we're going to do this match. And so um, actually the the, um, the club in Windsor really lined up a lot of all their lodging, everything like that. So that was one where they just rolled up in the bus and played us. And, again, they were flying back to Italy. They've been cooped up for two weeks. Like, they were frustrated. Like, we put out, like, our God bless the guys, but, like, that was not our C squad or our D squad. That was, you know, what we could pull together that night. And, you know, we got thrashed to nothing because those guys, that was the only time well, they did any Sean, public appearance well, for us. Well, Sean, that, that I talked about that. There were guys on that pitch that, that made a million dollars per year to yeah, play yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, were, yeah. they were full-on Serie A pros, guys on loan from Juventus. Right. Like, you know, Juventus. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, uh, two years back, three years back now when we played Venezia, and their goalkeeper was the backup for Juventus just a month earlier in the Champions League final, right? You know, like sure. Right? It was just like, oh, shit, yeah. Um, you know, it's just different caliber, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, so Frozen, they had an axe to grind, and they took it out on us and 10 nothing. But, you know, truth be told, I mean, yeah, it sucks losing to nothing, but, like, I had a good number of people, like, old friends came up to me in the concourse and been like, 
thanks, man. That was amazing to see, like, a club at that level, you know, regardless of the result, like, how they see them play, you yeah, know? Sean, yeah. I, I go back to, and I talked about this during the broadcast, my, my family, my, my wife's family is, is from the Frozenone region of Italy. Yeah. They, they came out. They were, they were blown away by the fact that they came through town. I had no... I thought I think I know Detroit pretty well. I had no idea that half the Italians in Metro Detroit claimed from to be from Frozenone. Yeah. yeah. So well, at least that night they were. Yeah. So uh. I mean, we totally backed our way into that match, and you know, like we had no idea because um, certainly what the year before we hosted Venezia and that didn't, definitely did not get the same traction with the local Italian community, even though you know they had Inzaghi as like their coach. Yeah, but Frozenone rolls in, and you know we have eight thousand people in the stadium. It was you know standing room only. It was amazing. Everybody's from Frozenone, no question about it. That night again, you're listening to the City Radio podcast, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Neil Rule here for Real Team Real Estate. And look, let me bottom line this for you guys. They have five offices all around the Detroit area. So anywhere you want to buy, sell real estate, you certainly can. From anywhere, from Rochester to Romeo, uh, Warren to Washtenaw County, anywhere in between, you can certainly check out mirealteam.com. And I'm going to bottom line this for you. They bought and sold my house for me. I have my mortgage through them, all of that stuff. So I encourage you uh, to hit them up and certainly support the companies. Support the companies that support Detroit City. They make this podcast possible. So if you enjoy this content, certainly subscribe on iTunes. We're going to get that up for you on iTunes with the City Radio Podcast. Sean Mann, the CEO of Detroit City FC. We're, we're recording live at the Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of Detroit City FC. Atlas uh, eating their dinner here tonight as they get ready to roll this weekend. And we'll be talking to a couple of the folks uh, from Atlas and, and get their thoughts, you know, why this is important for them. We've talked about that with Sean Mann. We've talked about the NISA thing as well. We, we discussed Trevor James. And certainly this, Sean, this podcast itself will be something. Again, go to mirealteam.com. This is something that, that we will do a lot from the city clubhouse in downtown Detroit, the, the crown jewel of what you guys have been able to do in terms of community and all those types of things. Just keep it pushing, pushing, and pushing, right? Yeah, no, I we appreciate the support of uh, the the real team and uh, and uh, yeah, excited to you know add some more content for our fans and uh, you know provide a little bit more of a I guess behind the scenes look and regular communication about like what's going on with the club. Certainly as we go through this kind of historic transition. Yeah, sure. And, and what about that? Looking forward for Detroit City FC and everyone knows what's going on with the Members Cup and we're certainly in the. Uh, you know, in the middle of that right now, as it goes on, Detroit City FC sitting on the, you know, in the top of the table as, as far as that is concerned. So far, so good. Uh, looking forward next season to Nice and everything that goes on. Take us through that. Six months down the road, 12 months down the road. Wh where do you see all this rolling out to? Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. Nice is a startup, right? And so I got to preface it like there's going to be bumps in the road, right? You know, like there is with any startup, right? But, uh, you know, I think we've got a core of really solid teams, uh, committed leadership groups who, you know, are looking to do something special in American soccer. And let's create a league where community-based and focused clubs can thrive and play on a professional level. And, uh, you know, that's what we're working towards. And, uh, you know, so, yeah. There's going to be some bumps in the road. Uh, this hasn't been easy by any means, any step of the way. We do our best to put a uh, positive veneer on everything and uh, you know, put on a good show uh, every match day at Keyworth. I mean, for the longest time, I'm trying to remind people, I mean, one, 
crowds at Cast Tech were not huge starting with. Like, you know, we were hovering around a thousand people a game. Uh, we actively trying to discourage people going to away games because we didn't want people seeing what the other teams in the MPSL looked like back then. You know, and now we're at the point where, like, we have droves of fans flying across the country supporting our guys, right? I mean, we had 50-some fans in Napa. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, well, Sean, that, and that's, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was planning on talking about that. And, and, look, I'm a journalist. I write down notes and stuff like that. I had that written down to talk to you about. But let's back that up. And I saw that on social media. I was I was busy working, uh, calling other soccer matches that night, but I was keeping up with what's going on in terms of the social media. You had people flying out to Oakland, coming out to Napa Valley. Yep. Napa Valley in, in, a, in a match that was played at, a, my understanding, a high school pitch, right? Yep. Is that, That's accurate, right? Yep. 50 fans yeah. plus yeah. for Detroit City FC. Jumped in a plane, flew out to Oakland to see you guys play Napa Valley. I mean – Sean, are, are there are there fifty fans when the Tigers go to play the A's that that jump in a plane and go out to, to see the Tigers play the A's? You talk about like the establishment of Detroit sports. I, I don't know that there is. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm full of shit. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, to be fair, thanks to like the brain drain, uh, there's quite a few season one, season two, season ticket holders who live in the Bay Area who you know made their way over there. But no, I mean. You got some diehard fans who, you know, even though there was a last-minute change-up, I mean, we only announced that match a month ago, not even, um, you know, found their spirit flights and hopped in the jet and got out there. And, uh, you know, I was jealous. I've got a four-year-old and one-year-old, and I was actually just out in California like two weeks earlier for a few days for NISA meetings. And so there's just like only so much I can ask of my wife, you know, <laughs> and so... Like, no, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> two, two trips to California in two weeks was, like, a, a bit too much. So, and, uh, I mean, same two time, like, it worked out well, um, that trip, I think. Thankfully, we, you know, we got the three points, but, um, you know, one of the things is, logistically, you know, none of the teams in the league can afford to, like, go back if there's bad weather, and it's not really an issue in California as much, but, like, you know, so we booked the flights as late as possible on Sunday, the return flights. So the guys had all day Sunday to, like, sightsee, be tourists, you know. And, um, you know, several of the guys came into my office Tuesday, really, by the time they got back, just uh, thanking, you know, me for thanking the club for the opportunity, you know, for the chance to, uh, you know, uh, go out there and, you know, explore a new city. Now, I don't know if they're going to be as excited, like, when they're in Long Island for an extra Sunday, but... Yeah, well, I mean, they should be because it's, you know, it's it's one of the best uh, tourist attractions uh, in America. And right now we are joined by Roberto Orozco, and he handles media for Atlas of Liga MX. And, Roberto, appreciate you joining us here. And, you know, I'll ask you right away, Roberto, I mean, why does Detroit City FC make sense for Atlas? I mean, you guys play in front of 40, 50, 60,000 fans all the time. Why this trip, especially during season? Why? Well, uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, for us, it's very important to to be close to uh, our fans in the United States. Uh, first of all, uh, we know Detroit has uh, a very large population of uh, not only Latino uh, peoples, uh, but also Mexicans. So being here is, is very important. Uh, we know uh, Latino people and, and uh, Detroit people right here uh, live soccer in a different way uh, apart from other cities in the US and uh, American soccer has uh, grown potentially and it's very important for us uh, as Atlas FC and uh, 
uh, Mexican soccer to be here. Um, I'm just curious, yeah, um, I mean, what is Alice's strategy for growing the organization, the brand in the United States? Are you targeting like a wider audience or is it the Mexican-American population? Like, yeah, what's the focus? Well, uh, the start for us is uh, approaching our fans first and then uh, the rest of the population. You know, uh, soccer is a, is a very important sport, uh, not only uh, in Mexico, in the United States, uh, but also worldwide. So. Uh, first, we have to to target these uh, these little uh, populations in the United States that uh, are Atlas supporters, mm -hmm. and then uh, bring other people to to know not only Atlas but uh, Mexican soccer and help American soccer to grow uh, even more. Roberto Orozco joining us here he handles media for Atlas. Uh, Roberto, what about that too? I mean, you look at what. Detroit City FC has done in the past. Uh, Juarez certainly this season. Nacoxa uh, in the past. When, when Liga MX teams come through here, they are supported. And, and Sean and I were talking about this earlier in the podcast. When Nacoxa came through here, you thought the Beatles were in town. I mean, like you had to rope off the visiting locker room and things like that. I think the common American sports fan doesn't realize, because soccer certainly is still an emerging sport uh, that people are beginning to, to really take notice of, but you guys have a huge contingent of fans, and, and it, it is. Again, backing up to it, it's important for you guys to be here in front of your fans. Yeah. Um, and that was Nakaxa. Like, yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of crazy. We never expected they would have that many fans here, right? No, so. it, you would be amazed, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe Detroit is not a city um, recognized by soccer teams or, sure. or whatever. Uh, more like... Um, Hockey, baseball, yeah. Uh, traditional, but, yeah, traditional yeah. American sports. But uh, I, I repeat, uh, soccer in America is is growing exp uh, exponentially. In the few hours we, we have been here, uh, people in Detroit have uh, treated us very well. Um, the city is very nice. We, we also uh, had a, a, a walk uh, some minutes ago. It's very very nice city. People are great. Um, we're looking forward to, to, to meeting the, the, the fans in the stadium, you know, uh, to know how people live uh, soccer here, uh, maybe to know the differences we are, um, we are used to back there in, in Guadalajara and, and how they, they live uh, soccer here, how uh, they sing, how, how they, uh, I don't know, how people go to the stadium and uh, add this um, extra or different uh, um, things that maybe we are used to back in Guadalajara. Um, Atlas is a, a soccer team that has uh, 100, 103 years of history. Uh, we were, um, our foundation is uh, back to 1916. So um, we are a team with uh, a lot of history, but um, maybe over here in the United States, uh, apart from people that, that come from Mexico for, or, for, or from Guadalajara, we're not may be very known over here. That's why it's important for us uh, to come here to, to play DCFC or, or, or whatever uh, other team to bring these people that are, that are Atlas fan uh, that want to know more about Mexican soccer, that want to, to, to see different uh, types of, of soccer here in America. Yeah, uh, you guys were just in San Jose last night. Uh, Cruz Azul, you guys yeah. play? Yep. 
Um, have you guys, has Atlas been to the Midwest before? Yeah, uh, we have played uh, some uh, friendly matches over there in California. Okay. Um, we also have been in um, Nevada, okay. in, in Reno, um, in Colorado, I think. Okay. Um, Milwaukee, I believe. Okay, Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have uh, been traveling different yeah. cities in the in the U.S. and in every city we have been, uh, we have found lots of Atlas fans yeah, and soccer fans uh, yeah. from from Liga MX. You know, yeah. um, Mexican people or uh, that that have Mexican roots or Latino people yeah. that want to see uh, teams from from Mexico, but that doesn't. Uh, mean it's only about us you know it's uh, helping each other grow uh, talking about DCFC or American soccer MLS uh, USL uh, whatever you you want to name it yeah. um, it's important to to help each other grow you know you're listening to the City Radio Podcast, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. We're recording live at the Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of Detroit City FC. Roberto Orozco handles media for Atlas out of Liga MX. Of course, they will be in action on Saturday night at Historic Keyworth Stadium. And Roberto, uh, let me ask you this. As, as the profile of Liga MX continues to rise in America, you, you have a national television deal now with, with Fox Sports. And... Liga MX has become appointment viewing for American soccer fans. I'm not talking about the Hispanic uh, soccer fan. I'm not talking about you know the the Liga MX fan. I'm talking about if you're an American soccer fan, Liga MX is delivered to you now uh, on yep. a plate, and and it has delivered ratings. That's why the networks are are soaking that up. Tell everybody about the Liga MX product and where Liga MX stands in terms of, of world soccer. Um, since Liga MX was uh, officially formed, you know, uh, back uh, some years back, it was Primera División, first division, uh, just like that. Uh, by um, it was organized by uh, the federation, the Mexican federation. Um, when Liga MX is born, it, uh, there's uh, this certain separation from the the federation. Uh, Liga MX is Liga MX is uh, a bit independent. Uh, and it has a better organization, a, a better uh, marketing strategy. Uh, it it looks to to have these um, uh, these uh, commercial appointments in the U.S. in in Mexico even. Um, so Liga MX as MLS uh, are growing, I think, uh, very very equally. You know, mm -hmm. um, in terms of of, uh, of money or of exposition of uh, whatever you want to tell me uh, I think uh, these two uh, these two leagues are, are growing exponentially um, at, at the same level that's why we have uh, the the, um, the nation's uh, league sorry, cup Is the it league, league cup, cup? the yeah. league's cup yeah um, and I think this that's the the, the better the better definition for that the best definition for that yeah Oh, you look uh, like you had something to say, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I don't have an opinion on it. So <laughs> 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 no, but it, but it is one of those things. I mean, that is something, Roberto, where it hits with the with the, I guess the run of the mill American sports fan. When when you start talking about national television contracts and, and the content is delivered, League MX right now, it, it, as far as the general American sports fan goes, 
that's on par with Bundesliga. I mean, in terms of oh, it's uh, bigger. Uh, yeah, no, I'm saying no. It, it, in the general, oh. in the general um, sports Americana, the, the lexicon of general sports fans. I'm talking about, the, like we said earlier, the baseball, football, hockey, basketball fan. That is that has the profile now based on that. That that was huge to get that national television contract in America. That that was a big step for Liga MX. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I not to interrupt, but like, I mean, I was watching Juarez in a Copa MX match last night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's avenues there. Like Americans sure. are, you know, not just soccer degenerates, but like you can find Liga MX these days. I mean. Telemundo, you know, I mean. No, but Sean, I'm saying though. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it, yeah. as far as you know, the, the the general sports fan in America is it likes things delivered to them. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't necessarily like to go hunt for things. But this was big to get that national television contract to put the League MX product in front of everyone in America. Yeah, I, I, and uh, it, it's very important uh, <laughs> if you consider the the amount of people. Uh, the Latino people, Mexican people that, that live in the U.S., uh, it's very important for, for those people to have that product for them. And um, as these people have it, uh, Americans can also have it. And do, you, t do you have an idea of like, who the typical Atlas fan is? Like, What's the profile of the Atlas fan in the United States? Um, in the in the United States, it's uh, it's very similar to to people in in Guadalajara or in Mexico because uh, Atlas fans in in the U.S. Uh, come from family or or, or from from places where uh, you can find Atlas fan. Uh, the Atlas fan um, in general is a person uh, who likes a good playing style, you know, mm -hmm. uh, possession of of the ball, um, attacking style. Um, we are a team with. Um, with a huge tradition, uh, people that are, are Atlas supporters uh, tend to to support that the, the tradition, the, the to to respect your own uh, your own ideals, you know, uh, and that's the profile of, of an Atlas fan uh, in Mexico and, the, and in the U.S. Roberto Orozco joining us here handles media for Atlas. You're listening to the City Radio podcast brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Sean Mann the CEO of Detroit City FC. My name is Neil Rule, the play-by-play -play voice of DCFC, our Motor City Casino Hotel, the official hotel of City. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I when I was talking to the Coxa folks when they were in last year, um, you know, what the you know, because they moved cities and like, you know, they lost some of their connection with their older fan base. And one of the things that they said their goal was was they wanted to connect with the Mexican Americans who didn't have a team already. Like that was their so they were on Netflix and they were trying to that was like their goal and so you know i when we talk to sponsors they ask us like what's the profile of your typical fan uh i think we're still trying to figure that out in some ways i mean i can bs it but like <laughs> so it's just you know i was curious from like you know from analysts perspective you know it's been around for so long you know is it is it the mexican-american who from guadalajara who came here generations ago or is it you know a uh, younger population um do you see reach outside of people who have a tie to Guadalajara, Jalisco? No, definitely. Uh, Atlas, uh, outside from, from Guadalajara, I'm talking Mexico-wide, is a, a, a very um, liked team, you know? Yeah. It, it may not be the, the, the most liked uh, team in Mexico, but it's uh, one of the, 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 the top attendance teams. Um, if you look whatever we play in Mexico there's a, a huge or 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 at least or at least a large fan base of of uh, people from yeah. Atlas you know yeah. um 
we're used to to have people in every match we play uh whatever in in, in mexico we play so uh of course we have a, a huge opportunity uh coming here playing DCFC or, or playing uh, whatever other other team we can face in the U.S. so we can grow that fan base, not, not only in Mexico, but in the in the U.S. too. Well, Roberto, we certainly do appreciate your time. I know come Saturday night there'll be, you know, 6,000, 7,000 fans that eight. certainly we'll will be we'll grateful. 8,000 eight. 8, fans. <laughs> 9,000 fans. There'll be there'll be thousands of fans that certainly are grateful that you guys came through here. We're grateful that you carved out a couple of minutes after you guys eat your dinner here. Appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Oh, uh, we're thankful. Uh, not just me. Just, uh, the whole team is is grateful uh, for the welcome we have uh, we received. Uh, how we have been treated, uh, not only in the city, in the hotel, by you guys. Um, it's great to be here. Uh, it's a very nice city. Very nice people. So. We're we're looking forward to to having a a very 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 nice match. In so this is Saturday tape Thursday night. Uh, I mean, I will say like I think you'll see Saturday night. That's yeah. match day is when we put on a real show, and uh, you know our supporters, um, you know, more than anybody in U.S. soccer, light off a lot of smoke, and so you'll see a lot of red and black smoke. They always does a courtesy. Yeah. Like the colors of the look at the smile, look at the smile on us. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you yeah, guys, yeah. you guys are hyped for this, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, like you guys are no, it, it's real. We yeah. we really want to see how people live soccer right here. You know, yeah. um, it's something that we have been looking forward uh, for. The, uh, it's a new ex experience for us uh, coming this north. You know, in the U.S., uh, it's something different. Uh, so let's see. We're we're really excited to see what. Uh, Detroit people have to 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 offer in in terms of uh, a fan base, you know, and and atmosphere and uh, and smoke and and, yeah. and chance and you know, absolutely, we're, we're well, very very excited. It'll all be on display. There's no question about it, Roberto. Again, appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks uh, thanks for coming no, by, especially after uh, breaking bread with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, thanks to you guys. Yeah, absolutely, Roberto Orozco. The uh, he handles media for Atlas. He was kind enough to slide through and uh, share a few minutes with us and. Sean, that's uh, you know that that certainly is, you know, it, it's cool. It's cool. Yep. Roberto came by here, and uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. These guys, they're excited to be here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got an early flight Sunday, so we'll make the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So again, big thank you to Roberto Rosco for joining us in Atlas. Uh, certainly, you know, happy to be here and, and all those types of stuff and. Uh, you know, that, that pretty much you know wraps it up, Sean, as far as our first edition of the City Radio Podcast brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending as well. Your, your thoughts, man. I, I wasn't too hard on you, right? I didn't put you on the spot too much. No, I'll give uh, Trevor a heads up what to expect uh, next week, and uh, we'll get some players on here. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to be me every week, I'll promise you that. <laughs> yeah, so. we'll, we'll, we'll run it through, though. We will be, you know, just to give everybody, you know, you will be outlook. fun if you got uh, Lindsay on here. I don't think anyone, I think very, very few of our fans have ever heard her speak. Yeah, well, well we can run it all through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, we got week after week, yeah, all but, kinds of material. But just to bring you up to speed, that is the plan going forward. We, we, we're going to record this live at the, at the city field house uh, downtown, so we will do that. The fans can come out. They can interact with the show. That, you know, if you, if you have a great question, even if you have a dumb question, whatever that question is, certainly you, you can ask it. We'll address it. Uh, Trevor James will be here. The players will be here. You'll be here. Lindsay will be here. I'll be here. We'll all be here, man. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So for the CEO of Detroit City FC, Sean Mann, my name is Neil Rule. Again, a big thank you for all of you, or to all of you, for listening. Make sure you click subscribe on the iTunes page, City Radio, the official Detroit City FC podcast, also on the SoundCloud page as well. Until then, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of City. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Well, see you later. Is this when we tape the intro music? Do 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 do. Nope.